One, two, three, four. Just another day at my dead end profession. I've lived day to day. Yeah, listen to some good old country records on the radio. Hell, yeah, what else can I say? Welcome back to the program. I'm Ryan Shores. With me, as always, is Robert Timothy. Woohoo! Dave Callens is out again. Obviously, at this point, like at this point, I'm just I'm not, I'm not even expecting him to be here. Yeah. What I like though is that he's never like, oh, I'm out. I've got the flu. It's always like, I'm in Zion National Park. Yeah. I can't I can't make it because I'm busy being in one of the most beautiful places on earth. <laughs> Have fun in an overheated studio on the fifth story of an art building. Or I don't know where I am. Yeah. But I definitely. <laughs> I'm not in that studio. <laughs> yeah. Send help. I don't know where to. <laughs> Joining us as a uh, guest host of sorts. He's a friend of the show. You might know him from the Science Faction Podcast, Mr. Damian Mercado, everybody. How's it going, guys? I don't know if I can be Dave Callens, but maybe I can try to fill that like super mid-range voice <laughs> and just like snipe in a joke <laughs> with you like, yeah, yeah great, Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> That's Norm MacDonald. <laughs> Uh, more depressed, please, and then that, that'll be perfect. So uh, thank add you for some, filling in. Add some tattoos and age-inappropriate yeah. dating, and then we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> you know, okay. Dave told me something about you, Damien. Damien uh, works uh, at the uh, Madhouse Comedy Club with Dave. Mm-hmm. He told me that when you're working the door, if he ever sees a girl that he likes, he makes you check her ID to make sure she's not age-inappropriate for him because he can't do it anymore. Is that true or false? Absolutely. He'll, he'll, he has several times asked for the scouting report, basically. <laughs> And it's gotten to the point where, like, if Dave's there, I just know his type. Like, oh, God. If, if, is she like, does she look like she was a prom queen? <laughs> That's, like, his type. Does oh, she God. look like her soul was recently crushed? <laughs> does she not know what an adult is yet? <laughs> Sweet. Does she have no hug marks from her childhood? <laughs> How does she feel about head tattoos? <laughs> Because I regularly get a haircut just to display this badass Ted tattoo. I feel like he lost a bet to Satan years ago. Like, you will make me the richest man in the world if I could have a stupid head tattoo and display it proudly for 20 years. I will get to constantly bang 23-year-olds, but my punishment is I have to have this head tattoo. So uh, I wanted to ask you guys about something here, um, get your opinion on it. Uh, what happened was I was doing a, a project with uh, someone who I didn't know really well and one of the meetings we had to have was going to be at her home i had to go to meet her she lived in claremont over in the bay park area you know mm-hmm. kind of an affluent area you yes. know to, to give our listeners outside of san diego an idea when i was shopping for a home i wanted to move to that neighborhood uh, my real estate agent said uh, how much of a loan did you get uh, approved for and i went nearly half a million dollars he's like you're not living there yeah he's like well <laughs> you can get half a garage yeah. but you're literally he's like, you might have to take out another 150k to make it <laughs> really he's like if you go a hundred thousand dollars more than what you're willing to pay for we can get you like a two-bedroom shoebox in that neighborhood yeah. <laughs> And it's going to be a fixer-upper. So uh, when you said, like, that's where I'm living, I'm like, oh, nice. And, I, and I'm driving in the neighborhood. And, like, we, I go, like, away from, the, the like, the, just the really good houses. And we're in, like, mansion territory. Every ooh. house, mansion, mansion, mansion. Well, McMansion. They're, they're, yeah. They weren't, like, an honest-to-goodness, you know, an NBA player doesn't live there. But right. it's still, like, a... Uh, NHL player, though. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Maybe high ally. <laughs> <laughs> no one from the goals. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, I, I parked there. I'm like, nice. I arrive at the address, and it's this little McMansion overlooking the water. I'm like, God damn. Now, I go in there. Now, first of all. What does he do? uh, She. uh, uh, That's sexist of you. The doctor was the mom. (laughs) Well, you know, uh, we'll get into that. But, like, uh, I'll, I'll say this. 
not enough to, to afford that right, place yeah. on their own. Now, I go in, and I realize pretty quickly that a bunch of people share this place. And, it, and it's got, like, maybe seven bedrooms or, so, or something like that. So yeah. but they're all lived in by, you know, couples, you know? Mm. So, all right. Uh, and one of the people that lives there does own it. She is a lawyer, mm. so uh, but she can't afford this place by herself sure. on a lawyer's salary, so she has people living there. Here's the thing about this place is it would be beautiful, but none of them are taking care of it. It has gone uh. into such a state of disrepair. You go up and like you can see into the backyard. There's a like a beautiful hot tub that's overgrown with weeds. Yeah. And like you go in and like for instance, there's like a gorgeous like stone fireplace. That literally has bags of clothes inside of it, <laughs> and like you but go, the dryer's in, broken. Yeah, you go into the, like in the, the living area. There's this gorgeous like '70s style wet bar that's being used as a storage closet. And, I, I like the idea of the clothes in the fireplace. Like a girlfriend caught her husband cheating and was like all in on just burning all his clothes, but got lazy and smoked pot halfway through. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah. you! Fuck you! And Diane, I'll show you. Yeah. Maybe I finish this later. You go into yeah. the, the, the kitchen. It's just not usable. In there, yeah. like there's just there's dishes to like where it's like no you you've not gotten around to doing dishes. It's not that yeah. it, it is these dishes are from years ago. Yeah. We, we, they were here when we moved in. Once <laughs> once those dishes reach the ceiling, oh we just don't use that counter anymore because yeah. that's where we keep the dirty dishes. So I it, it was just it almost infuriated me because I'm in this place that could be such a gorgeous house even with a million people living there. Yeah. There is no excuse for this, you know. And the, like there's just some rooms that are just like that. That, that 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 room is just storage as well now. Like once we fill it up with mm-hmm. fucking bags of old clothes, we just don't talk about it anymore. Yeah. And I'm like, what is this mentality with people that have something really nice and don't take care of it? I mean, don't get me wrong. I have a car I don't take care of, but that's because I fucking hate it. I'm like, I'm not washing this. I fucking, I'm embarrassed to be seen in this fucking thing. This car killed my dad. Yeah. <laughs> have you ever seen that? Like people that have something really nice that you would love to have and just fucking just don't take I'm, care of it. I, I'm curious about the lawyer because presumably she would have the incentive to make this a nice place. And it's not like she's some far away slumlord. She lives in the building. Yeah. You'd think she'd be the one that'd be like, hey guys, we got a chore wheel and yeah. we, we can't keep allowing the Rat King to reside in the laundry room. If we unite against him, we can defeat him and end his reign of terror. Actually, he's chipping in on the rent now, so oh, legally yeah. he can't be kicked out. I've hired a Pied Piper. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't come cheap, but we can all pool our resources. Because usually that happens when somebody like didn't have to put the work in or doesn't have the investment in it or anything like that, but seemingly she made the money and put the down payment down right. and moved into the place and like has the incentive for that multi-million dollar investment not to become just like a, a matchbox and, and house. And that's another thing, too. Like, Okay, if, if, let's say that the, that the person I was meeting with is just this uh, baroness who can afford to live here, and I, I, I go in and it looks like that, I'd be like, all right, you're depressed. All right, this is just you. Yeah. You have depression or you're a hoarder. One of the two. It's none of my business. It's your home, not mine. But when I found out how many tenants are there, I'm like, not one of you has a problem with this? Yeah. There are seven individual people that are all looking at the state of disrepair and dog urine stained carpets and are just fine with it. <laughs> all of you together. Yeah, it, that, that's crazy to me. See, the, the way I see this most in my day-to-day life is Native American monitors that I work with. They Some of them, it depends what tribe you're on some are very impoverished but some will pull in literally like 17 to 18k a month tax-free in game share and so they're like 
they're loaded, right? And they also don't pay rent or insurance or anything else. So, like, they have a lot of money to spend. And so every once in a while, you'll see these guys come out, and they'll be in the Ford F-150 Raptor or the Tacoma TRD. I mean, you're talking about trucks that are at 65, 70K yeah. out the door, right? Yeah. And they bring this out into the field and have no idea how to drive off-road and literally just thrash their trucks. I've seen guys yeah. just, like, rip out the sway bars and the control bars. I've seen dudes, like, taco their wheels and just do horrible – because they have no idea what they're doing. But they bought a $70,000 truck. And they're going to take it off-roading. And I always thought to myself, like, that is a crazy roll of the dice to be like, yeah. 70K, let me see if I can jump it off, off the end of this road without knowing what's going on. Whoops, I ended up on a boulder. There goes the 70K. Yeah, right. With this, again... Seven different people yes. from all walks of life. There was a school teacher, an attorney. I met like three of her roommates while I was there. There was a, it was like the village people. Yeah, in I was there. gonna say this is like a game of Clue. What are you guys gonna get murdered in that pile of dishes? Do you think you could have called a house meeting and given an inspirational <laughs> speech to get this house together? There's enough people who live there that they just think he was one of the roommates. Yeah. <laughs> I'm one of the guys you haven't met yet. I moved into the trash room. <laughs> Guys, 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 come What's on. What's your wacky can't... profession? <laughs> yeah. I think that for, in that case, it almost becomes a form of mass delusion where like, if enough people come into a culture of the way things are, you just kind of nod your head and you're like, all right, I guess. Like, have you ever been that where you, where you show up at a new job and you're like, all right, guys, well, uh, you know, it's been 28 minutes that we've been on lunch break. I guess we better get back. And they're like, oh, you don't know how it goes. We take hour and a half long lunches. Like, there's no rules. We shoot guns in the air when we're happy. Like, there's no fucking rules at this place. And you're like, all right. And then you just kind of slide into it, and that becomes the new normal, where all of a sudden it's like, no, we say fuck you to our boss at this job. And, like, the culture just is such that a new person comes in, and they're trained right, and they know what to do. But three days afterwards, they're like, yeah, fuck you, boss. I'm not yeah. Coming in. That could be it. That could be it. You know, the crazy part is, is that everybody you described, all those professions are professions, especially, you know, if you don't have a family, that's, yeah. that's pretty decent earners. Right. Divided five ways, six ways, whatever. A maid is not that yeah. expensive. No. You totally. could get some, you could outsource this. Oh, it's, yes. and more so, it seems like it's divided like 14 ways because most of those rooms are taken up by couples. Yes. So like, yes. you actually... I, I think, Two income couples. I think you could kind of just throw your pocket change into a mason jar and come up with a maid fund, or or or, or find some in one of the many discarded couches I saw, <laughs> just strewn about with no cushions on it. It was nuts. I didn't even want to take my shoes off. I'm shocked this house hasn't been run out of town. That's that's a pricey area. They're dragging yes. down property values. Yo, I know it. Well, the outside looked fine. The outside looked fine. So uh, so you wouldn't be able to tell what a ramshackle mess it is in there. Anyway. The, the funniest story I ever heard about that is a, a buddy of mine whose brother became incredibly wealthy from being like one of the first few employees of Google who was just one of those stupid rich people. He bought a boat and like a big ass boat and the it was like a few years old. So he buys this boat but doesn't do the regular maintenance on it because he's never been on a fucking he's literally been on a boat once and it was to buy a boat. And yeah. then like he didn't think you should talk to a boat guy. Yeah, right. Like, you should have a boat guy. And it was a big ass boat. It was like a 50 fucking foot boat. It was huge. And he just let it like sit there and apparently you have to tie it up during storms and like do all this stuff that he didn't do. And it just at one point he literally went out to the place where they had it done 
rocks and sunk it. No, he went out to the place. He had a dock, and there was just a rope tied to the dock going down into the water. <laughs> like, I guess I don't have a boat anymore. It's like you know you have to get that you're responsible for getting that out of the bay, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, they, you can't just leave your sunken boat. He had to pay all the fees and everything. But yeah, it's like, he, and that's a, that's like fifteen thousand dollars because they. Got, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, it's more because they have to do hazmat because you got oil and gas yeah. and shit in there, and so like they had to dredge it and pull it up and stuff. And he went and talked to the dock master. He's like, so what happened? He's like, you just left your boat there for like a year and it like smashed into the dock a bunch and got a hole in it and it sunk and he's like oh I thought you guys would call me he's like we called you like a dozen times oh that's the phone I don't take care of he basically goes oh that was my old number and he goes wait wait wait, what were we supposed to do like this has been sitting here for three months we don't know what you're calling EPA and stuff we have no idea he's like yeah I'll take care of it don't worry of course he just you know tossed a million dollars at it it'll go away and uh, you know what's funny is like uh, I didn't know about all those environmental regulations when something sinks like that you know I thought it was just pirate rules your boat sinks <laughs> it's down there and the scuba divers go and visit it. Yeah. So scuttle the ship. <laughs> so I didn't know. And I uh my my buddy Stoney's a uh, jet ski enthusiast. Yeah. Uh, he's always posted about jet ski shit. At one point he was uh showing a picture of a jet ski being pulled out of the bay by like some sort of crane and he's like and he went uh fifteen thousand dollar bill to have this happen, guys. And he's like, so be careful out there. And I'm like I, I still didn't put together the $15,000. I'm like, wouldn't it be cheaper just to buy a new jet ski? Yeah. And he's like, no, the, the environmental fees. And I, it clicked. Like, oh, I see. They gotta yeah. get the, they, the, you you must pay them to come out to get this out. And then I just thought about, wouldn't it be funny, a guy swimming back to shore trying to pretend like he didn't just sink yeah. a jet ski? Like, <laughs> sir? Like, no, no, no I'm fine. Just, just, just on a I mid-bay was, swim. Yeah. I always go swimming with goggles on. I've, I like to wear jet ski attire to go swimming yeah. uh, so that if I get picked up by another jet skier, that awkward. That's what I, I like to I do. Like, I like to swim in a vest that says sea do. Like, this, this is just my mid-bay swim. I Leave me alone. I literally saw you sinking over there. That was a manatee, sir. I was riding a manatee. They're not indigenous to this area. Are you saying that a manatee has perhaps escaped SeaWorld? Was, I'm not a marine biologist. It was bright yellow. I believe a young Asian man had souped up that manatee. There was also a spoiler on the back of that manatee. And if you ask me, he should pay the fees. That manatee had sweet ass ribs. <laughs> Just the grill on the manatee. Uh, so um, last night did a show. Damien, of course, was there. Um, two things. Number one, this is this is really a weird thing that happens sometimes to me out of nowhere, and I can't explain it. Is that sometimes um, I will just get stricken with the. Uh, utmost lack of confidence and mm. just panic attack over something that I've done a million times. Like, people that have never done stand-up assume that must happen every single time. It doesn't. It goes right. away after, like, a year. But sometimes, and, and keep in mind, I do about 100 shows a year. And this was a show at my home turf comedy club that I've played a billion times at its various locations uh, in front of all my friends in, in my home city. And I was doing like uh, like tested material. It just it, 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 Normally, no big deal to me. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, uh, on my way to the show, all of a sudden, I was like, I can't do this. I, I, yeah. none, none of these jokes are going to work. None of these jokes are going to work. The ones that are tested, I won't. I, I don't. I don't like telling them anymore. They're going to be able to tell that I, that I'm not enthused about telling them. And the ones that are new, uh, they're, they're they're not ready. They're not ready. They're not going to hit. So all my jokes are going to fucking fail. And I'm going to fail in front of all my friends. And I just can't fucking do this. Like, have you ever been struck oh, yeah. with something? And not maybe not even for stand up. Something that you've done a billion times and all of a sudden had a lack of confidence for no fucking reason. Oh, totally. So, th- so this happened to me uh, my senior year of college uh, when I was going into a fight. And again, this was something by my senior year, 
I had been in the ring for like three and a half years, nonstop, eh, four days a week, a couple but hours a day. This time it was a black guy. Yeah. <laughs> no, that was oh, the year geez, before. Guys. Uh, <laughs> this is as good as I had ever been. And at the time, I was going to go, we were going to go do a, a, an away meet in Colorado Springs. And I remembered, like, I had this horror movie flashback from the last time I'd been in Colorado Springs when I had been like a, a freshman, just learning to box, got the crap kicked out of me. And it's super high in the air. You get tired after like three minutes. Meanwhile, all the assholes from the Air Force Academy who are there are used to it. Yeah. And so it, like they have this insane advantage. And I remember this was like the time I should have been the most confident. It was the intro rounds, like uh, the, the very first rounds of an elimination tournament. I already knew the opponent. I had beaten him before. Wasn't a guy I was scared of. I knew exactly what I was doing. And I was in the best boxing condition of my life to that point and as I was going up there I just like I remember on the drive out there I was just like panicking like I had this weird panic attack almost where I was like I don't know what I'm doing like I don't know am I supposed to use my hands how do I hold them where do they go how do you throw a punch somebody tell me how to throw a punch like I can't breathe you suddenly just like start panicking and and you realize like I at least for me I had gotten up in my head because I had remembered you know I'd gotten my ass kicked there a couple years ago I I remember that feeling of feeling like you're in shape and then all of a sudden uh, you know just over halfway into the first round going what the fuck just happened Happened. Yeah. Did I fight I think four I'm rounds? Shit, my yeah. fucking shorts. Yeah, I remember like getting just the shit beat out. I remember all that, and it came back to me, and it made me panic, and it made me think I didn't know what to do. I was like, "Oh my god, how do I throw a jab? Like, yeah. how do I do these things? I know my body will know how to do. It. If I close my eyes and don't think about it, my body will naturally do these things because it's done it millions of times. And yet, in my head, I'm thinking, "Oh my god, I've forgotten everything. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm gonna die. Like all of this stuff." And I remember that drive there for like three hours, having a weird. Just loss of confidence. Yeah. They say that's the first symptom of CTE. It's just that <laughs> It's a loss, a loss yeah, of I'm, confidence. I'm sorry, Bobby. Yeah, and you know, I mean, don't get me wrong. There's other times I don't have confidence, but it's for a good reason. Like when I did that guitar yeah. show for that burlesque, said burlesque dancer, I was panicking then for good reason. Because I'm like, it's a style of music I've, I've, I've never played before. It's on acoustic. I don't have a backing band like I've always yeah. had. It's not stand-up comedy. It's in front of a, a, a whole different scene. And if I fuck it up, like I'm fucking up another person. Yeah. So then, and that. That's valid. That's valid concerns, but this was something that is in my DNA that I've been doing for 10 years consistently, and like it it just made no sense to me. I got there, the minute I got on stage, I was fine. Yeah, well, it's the same thing. The minute the bell rang, I totally forgot about every little bit of that. Like, I had already talked myself out of that spot, but the second the bell rings in a fight, you just forget everything. That's one of the things where if you've had enough fights, you realize... People will sometimes say, like, oh, I don't get nervous before a fight. I, I don't know that that's true for anybody other than a sociopath. Like, you're going to get a little nervous before a fight. You don't think the Chuck the Iceman Liddell was nah. telling the truth? No, but I will say this. If you are an experienced enough fighter, you also know that the second the bell rings, it goes away. So yeah. like, that's what I would always comfort myself with is once you've been in the, fu- the ring a few times, you know there is no nerves the second that bell rings. It does not matter how bad you are doing. Doesn't it, The second that bell rings, it's gone. And yeah. so like that's, that is the way you remember of like, okay, fine. The second I get in here, it will be okay. I just need to stop getting, I need to get the fuck out of my head. Yeah. We need something like that for like regular life. Yeah. <laughs> like when you're about to do something, or when you're about to go on stage, just have a guy, ding, ding. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Amy, any time that you've um, uh, had a, 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 a unexplainable lack of confidence in something? Yeah, uh, actually, but but before that, uh, I saw your show. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you were there. You did great. Thank you. Uh, I didn't know that you were having this existential crisis. <laughs> yeah, uh, and 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 I, I thought you'd do it up at Wood. And your new Michael Richards bit, where you just drop the n bomb a bunch. <laughs> like, that killed. That was his closer. It killed. Like he uh, did what Richards couldn't. You know, yeah, the front row was talking. What, what was I going to do? <laughs> uh, yes, uh, uh, in football. Uh, I played football for for many years. Yeah, in college uh, too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, just one one year in college, but 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 my senior year, even though 
I was pretty pretty darn good without tooting my own horn, especially like kickoff. But that yeah. first kickoff, I always prayed that we would be the receiving team first because I was on kickoff team. That meant that like I wouldn't be the first one running right, down, smashing right. into somebody. You know, I could you know yeah. get mentally get in the zone a little uh -huh. bit more. I could delay that first punch, I guess. Yeah. And uh, but whenever we kicked off, I remembered like it was like a thousand butterflies in my stomach, my heart. I was like, I can't do this, I can't do this. And then the next yeah. thing you know, you're smashing. They blow yeah. the whistle, the ball's kicked, and you got to go. Yeah, it's yeah. probably a very similar thing. The second the second you have to do it, your body just does it because it's known to do yeah. it for so long. Oh, I think it is. I think it's like it's an honest reaction. Your brain's like, no, stop, yeah. don't do this, yeah. please. This is a bad idea. It's it's kind of funny if you think about it. Basically, your brain is like the good angel on your shoulder giving you the good advice, and you're like, shut up, brain. I'm gonna do. The, I'm gonna go get punched in the head by idiot yeah that, that's another thing like sometimes i should be nervous and i'm not i'm sitting on a plane going to a, ca a casino in seattle i've never played before yeah. where i'm gonna have to do 45 minutes clean in a suit and i'm like why am i not nervous i should be <laughs> terrified right now i'm fine it wasn't there a story a while back you talked about on the show where uh, a, a, a guy basically said that you, you had to roast somebody and the guy wasn't there or something? Or yes, that was at the, the Chamber of Commerce, yeah. I would have shit myself in yeah. that situation. Like that, I, <laughs> I'm not saying I didn't in that situation. <laughs> that was one of those times where, oh, I was panicking, but it was warranted. <laughs> also at the show last night, this was kind of a funny thing. To your topic last uh, episode, Bobby, about times that people may have thought you were a creep and, uh, uh -huh. and weren't, I had a friend come to the show. Uh -huh. She's shot with Aaron before, uh, you know, and um, her husband was out of town. And I comped her two tickets, but she opted to come alone. She uh -huh. just said, I like my alone time, which I fucking totally get that. After the, she was at the early show. After the show, she's like, hey, is your second set different than your first? I'm like, yeah, tonight it's going to be. And she's like, you mind if I stay for the second? I mean, I, my husband's not home. Can I, I, can I just chill? I'm like, absolutely. So in the interim, while they're cleaning the club and getting ready for the second audience, I'm like, you don't got to leave. Just, you know, I, um, I didn't want to have her just sit there by herself in an empty club. Yeah. We're also, the staff doesn't know she's a friend of mine or telling yeah. her to move it along. So I'm like, I'm going to sit out with her and, just, you know, chat and keep her company until the second show. And all of a sudden, as we're, I'm just sitting there just talking with my friend, I all of a sudden realized, oh, everyone in this club knows me and that I am married. And they think you're trying to bang? Oh, uh, they think I'm trying to bang a rando. Every time a fucking waitress walked by, they side-eyed the fuck. I'd be like, mm-hmm. Everybody come, we'll get my husband, Gil. <laughs> well, well, I think that might have been your head, at least for me, I saw that. Yeah. And what I thought was like, it was like that uh, that story where a lady was wearing, a, uh, transporting meth in like these bow ties in her uh -huh. hair. And so yeah. you just, at first glance, it just looks like a bow tie. It's, it's too, you would never think somebody's smuggling meth. I think at your home club, there's no way Ryan would be just spitting game. Yeah. Like, he's not even drunk. It's between shows. He still has to go up. This isn't like the end of the night. It's not doing it in the alley. I, well, maybe it was in my head then, but I caught a few eyes. Like, oh, it, it was funny between the between the female staff and the male staff. Yeah. Both knowing I'm married. Like, like Carrie with the waitress would walk by like, mm-hmm. All men are the same. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, like, a male comic would be like, yeah. Yeah. yeah Careful, buddy. Gets Woo! easier and easier. To be fair, though, she was actually laughing very, like, like her. you had her rolling, like, <laughs> like in a way that, like, either Ryan is just conversationally the most funny motherfucker on the planet that he's just yeah. killing a one-person audience. <laughs> or she's putting out a vibe. I don't know. <laughs> So, I like the idea that the women walk by and like glare at them, and the men walk by and they're angry at them. And what a third option! Like I want a robot to walk by and be like, "I will never be loved like that woman." <laughs> I do not understand what is happening. 
Why have I been placed in a comedy club? It seems like I could be used better elsewhere. And no, I disagree with you, Damien, because there's one thing I learned about the uh, that comics and just something about comedians is they don't give a fuck as long as their wife or girlfriend isn't in the room. They sure. will they will uh, unashamedly try and cheat on their spouse right in front of people that know they're married. It's happened oh, yeah. in front of me a billion times. Oh yeah. Like I'm sorry to put you in that situation so many times. Right. It did happen one time. We had a fairly famous comedian in on the show. He spent the entire show talking about his then pregnant wife and how much he loved her and everything like that. And then specifically invited us to that show. And I went to that show that night to watch him try desperately to bang a rogue 23 year old after the show. And I'm like, what? We just sat down and talked for 90 minutes about how you love your pregnant wife and how she's the most important thing to you. He's like, ah, you see the tits on that one? I am a Benjamin Franklin American. (laughs) (laughs) I am a wit that cannot be contained by one vagina. No, like uh, it, it puts me in such an awkward position when that happens because, like, there was a there's a comic that I'm friend I'm, I'm not only friends with him, but his his wife too. And like every time I saw that, I, I would have never thought that this guy would step out on this chick because they yeah. just seem so into each other. And like, and, and by the way, they don't have an open thing. I, like, like I, I, when when this took place, I asked, like, oh, are you and her? <laughs> but he screwed up because he asked the wife. He's like, hey. Are you and Jim in an open relationship? Because he's like mouthing a tranny real hard. <laughs> yeah, like uh, I'm, I'm, I'm friends with the, the both of them. So when I saw this happening, I'm like, ah, don't, ah, now I gotta keep it. Now I have to know this about yeah. you, and I have to keep it a secret. And now every time I see your wife, I have to go, you poor lady. Yep. Yep. Like, like, I, I, like, like, don't, don't put this in my head. Do you think he was just trying? Or do you think he achieved? Huh? Oh, he didn't achieve. We were, okay. we were at the gig together. I, I saw I saw a swing and a miss. But yeah. like, <laughs> and also, I'm like, bro, they just saw you crush, and, and you still can't get laid? What the fuck is wrong with you? Was she reciprocating, or was this, or was he just spitting game on an unwilling? Because there's both are disgusting, but I think <laughs> one's a lot creepier. It's the difference between think, like, thinking somebody's an adulterer versus somebody's a creepy adulterer. Uh. Meanwhile, you <laughs> zoom in on that conversation, and it's just the guy going... Listen, thanks for staying for the second show. I just didn't want to leave you out here alone during the uh, interim period. <laughs> <laughs> now, he, uh, there, there was a little bit of reciprocation, but uh, not enough to close the deal. We'll put it that way. And I see what you're saying, David, because sometimes you get flirted with after shows and like you're just trying to not be, to, to not yeah. be rude. You know? I, I accept a gentlemanly handjob. Listen, yeah. I was like, let's, <laughs> let's just end this at an what, HJ. What's a gentlemanly handjob? You put on a t- tails and a top hat and say, go to town. You call you governor during it. <laughs> <laughs> Proper job. <laughs> when you spooge, you yell cheerio. <laughs> okay, all right then. <laughs> this is, that's getting to be more of a cockney hand job right now. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Uh, so to, to answer your question, I don't always assume because comments get flirted with all the time after shows. And I'm, I'll be I'll first to tell you, like, if a, if a girl comes up and starts flirting with me, I'm not going to go, how dare you? I'm a happily married man. Like, you know, I, I will accept the ego boost it gives me to a point. There, there, there was a definitely like, a, you want to get out of here or how close do you live kind of thing going on. Ooh. So I'm, I'm picturing like the server coming up to Ryan. Are you going to close out your tab? I am a happily married man. <laughs> but Stay is- away from me, wench. Slap it out of her hand. You siren. <laughs> this is just like one of those... You're you're basically at work. You're with your coworkers to that extent. Like you're with people who know you and in this case, know the other person. So what's your game? Like that's always my question is like... Save it for tour. 
Yeah, like, <laughs> like, are you sh- so short-sighted that you're like, this could never possibly get back to the other person? Or do you just think it won't get back to the other person? Yeah. Or you're rolling the if dice and you don't give a shit? If you're cheating on your spouse, you got to look at it like you're committing a murder. You yeah. don't want witnesses. You don't want this. Anyone that can... No, no fingerprints at the scene. Got to clean the- up all the blood when you're done. <laughs> <laughs> that or do it in one of those... Uh, President masks, so nobody yeah, yeah. can identify. <laughs> More gloves. I prefer Reagan. That's just me. <laughs> of course. <laughs> it's always a trip to me when someone unabashedly is trying to cheat on their spouse around people who could tell on them. Yeah, like, I, are you nuts? That's the nuttiest part to me. So the people cheating on their spouse—that's shitty, but not nutty. Obviously, that's a common thing that happens. But the idea that you would do so around people who know both of you. It's yeah. super weird. You're really rolling the dice on, on on them just deciding if they want to fuck up your life or not. I knew a girl in college, uh, wasn't a girlfriend or anything, but just a, a friend of mine, who her high school boyfriend blatantly tried to cheat on her at her family reunion. Wow. Yes. The fucking temerity. But if you could pull that off, <laughs> that is legendary. <laughs> Porn is written about such deeds, sir. Well, <laughs> Grammy was a bit slutty, but <laughs> like, no, she was like, hey, they make that category too, man. <laughs> she, she, the way she explained it was great. She's like, so I, I was dating this guy for a few months, which in high school is like, you practically that you're married. married. Yeah, you're married. Yeah, at that point you have kids. And so she's like, yeah, I'd been dating for like six months. I brought him to the family reunion. We drove to LA for it. It was like literally a hundred of my family. Most were all very close and I know most of the ones that live by me but there's a bunch that were far away and so I went around and started introducing him and he was like the sweetest guy everybody thought he was great and then like my cousins started coming up to me and first it was like my close cousins being like hey have you noticed he's talking to your un like the the non-close cousins we have and eventually it was them coming up to me being like listen I know we don't talk a lot but is that guy your boyfriend because he just asked for us to go mess around in the golf shed like what whoa yeah and like he he it wasn't just like hey rookie move you asked for the the washroom not yeah. the golf shed <laughs> well it wasn't just like he was like hey maybe uh you and I should hang out sometime like he was trying to hook up at the reunion itself with her cousins at the time oh. and and eventually she came into this position where she had to like pull him aside and be like what's going on are you trying to bang my cousins he's like nah nah I'm not trying to bang your cousins she's like I don't know what's happening here. Uh, whatever it is, we can talk about it later, but can you just stop? Because not only is this weird for me, but apparently you're making everybody here uncomfortable. Oh, man. He continued uh, to try. No! Yep. And eventually, so what ended up happening is this girl's uncle ended up having to kick the guy out because he was oh. flirting with her 14-year-old cousin. I'm physically Listen. ill. I'm f- I am nauseated. She drove to that thing thinking, this is my Prince Charming. We went on a three-hour drive to get to this place. This is my Prince Charming. I can't wait for him to meet all my family. The drive home, as she described it, very awkward. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, he probably didn't realize it. Sociopaths don't feel that. Yeah. Why say, are you being so quiet? You want, you, want me to, you want me to top this off and let you know how awkward it was? Hmm. They carpooled with her parents. Oh! <laughs> Her parents, who now, obviously heard the entire now thing. Now let was me going ask on. you something. Maybe you don't know this answer, uh-huh. but when he was kicked out, uh, did then they also have to leave at the same time, or they just make him sit outside to the festivities? Brandon? No, basically. If I were the dad, fuck yeah, that's the game near that tree with Dutch Elm's disease. Yeah, they you were... want to ride back? You sit by the tree. Yeah. Otherwise, I don't give a fuck. No, yeah. the uncle kicked him out of the venue, which was like a golf club or whatever, and he just had to go across the street to the strip mall and hang out at Little Caesars until everybody else was done. What's this guy doing now? I, I have no idea. Fortune I have, 500 CEO. I have no clue. So she had lost touch with him when she went to college, and that was a long time ago for us. But like, I just remember thinking. 
of all the places, like I get that people cheat. Again, I get that this happens. Yeah. And I don't get why you would go for family, but even I guess this happens as well. At the reunion, in the golf shed, you're going to try and make this go on, knowing you have a three-hour drive home. So let's say you're successful. You bang this 14-year-old cousin in the golf shed. You now have to pretend like nothing happened in front of your, your not fiancé, but your girlfriend and her parents for the next three hours. Now you have to pretend you didn't just commit a felony. Yeah, right? <laughs> One of my girlfriend's friends, great friends growing up, we went to New Orleans. She got married in New Orleans. Mm. And while there... Her sister's husband, who they have two kids together, uh-huh. tried banging like three people at this wedding. Like, this is a destination <laughs> wedding. It's a very closed thing. Not only that, but a little bit later, he tried hitting on the sister. Like, he, he's like, <laughs> sw- like she is was- this like a sport? How many people are doing this? Oh, actually, this happened at my wedding with Ryan when somebody when somebody who also has a wife and kids tried to bang Ryan's wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and then like, your old co-host, too, and yeah. a few other people. And he was, like, coming up to me like, hey, man, keep a lookout for my wife. I'm like, I don't know you, yeah. bro. <laughs> wait, 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 hold on. You want me to run defense on your wife so you can bang my wife? <laughs> How do you think this works? At that point, he'd moved on to Dave Callens' girlfriend. Oh, okay. <laughs> so he's like, don't worry. I, 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 your wife was loud and clear on that, so I'm going to go for your buddy's girl. Oh. <laughs> Run D, buddy. You got you to gotta help out at that point. You got to tap the guy on the shoulder. you be like, you get to check ID. She might be underage. <laughs> he's like, better. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, like, are there national rankings for creeps? Is this, like, the ultimate trophy to, like, cheat at a, a family function? How many oh, that must be this? it. It's like a jackass-style prank that they've decided to pull on their own lives and relationships. I'm picturing like a, a graph uh, and, and like on one side it's uh, it's uh, on one axis it's odds of succeeding when hitting on a sister or cousin yeah. something you yeah. know at a, at a reunion and the other one it's how trashy the family is because yeah. like, like I feel like if I did this in certain trailer communities I'd have a good chance of banging the oh, cousin yeah, yes. or the sister. I think that's a lot of questions. That's a lot of the story of how I met your mother. So I think, like, <laughs> there's a lot of like I was banging your mom's sister then I saw your mom. She had bigger tits, so I started banging her. I accidentally knocked her up. Bada bing, bada boom. One felony later, I'm out of prison and your dad. <laughs> Anytime I've gone slumming in the uh, the trashier areas, I was almost guaranteed, if I was going home with a girl, to walk past her ex on the way into the bedroom who's just <laughs> sitting in the fucking couch and doesn't care. <laughs> I have met a bunch of people like that who still live with their exes, and to me, it's the most mind-boggling thing on earth. Like, it is hard enough to go through a breakup. A Breakup is a, hor- can be, at least it can be, a horrible, life-altering, just gut-wrenching thing. But the only thing that makes it possible to survive, in my opinion, on those bad breakups is the fact that you got a little bit of space and distance between you, and if you turn off your Facebook, you don't have to see a picture of that person for three days, right? right? And the idea that you're going to walk by them every day on the way to the bathroom, and also, by the way, bicker with them over who didn't wash the dishes or whatever, as they're bringing dick in, just as a line, in and out of the house, and you have to hear it. You would literally hear yeah, them having sex. You know what? I, I had I had to live with an ex just for like an extra month, uh, two separate times, oh. because the lease wasn't up whatever, oh. I couldn't find another place. And even that, like you said, was awkward. But at least we both had the same respect of, 
obviously no bringing home oh, strange. Yeah. We're already in a very uncomfortable situation, and it never happened. So when, it, when, when I was the uh, third man proxy in this fucking equation, like I did, like oh yeah, that's Tim. I'm like who's Tim? Your brother? Like <laughs> no, it's my baby. That's my baby's dad. I'm like yeah. uh, I don't think. Don't no, don't worry about. I'm it. Don't still worry a wreck, but yeah. and then, and then they'd, they'd be loud. I'm like I'd be like can, please, yeah, like, keep I'm, it down for Tim. I'm starting to just feel bad for Tim. That's yeah. just that's a, Tim's all I'm thinking about now. Well, actually, there's a funny story about this happened to Damien. So <laughs> ah, this is a great story. So Damien, Damien got divorced from a horrible woman, and uh, lots about her. Yeah, uh, she's fun. She's yeah. a fun character. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Was this the fun. arranged marriage? No, no, no. What? <laughs> no, did you? You know some? Oh, no. When no. you were in the army, didn't you? Oh yes, uh, I I did. Um, I married a friend in the army, yeah. and it was the because great... you, you got more money. Yeah, because because the army incentivizes yes. marriage. There's a reason 19-year-olds get married as soon as they join. It's because, like, you... You, you get to live off base. You to... Yeah, the, your life becomes better. You become a slightly less shitty class of a citizen. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so well, continue. So anyway, so this was not this. This was a quote-unquote legitimate marriage. But uh, so Damien, <laughs> Damien finally got decided to get divorced, and uh, he made his move. He moved out of the place, moved into a friend's bedroom, and he said, uh, hey, Bobby, we got to go pick up my stuff uh, you know, from my old place. And I was like, all right, well, this, this might be a little bit awkward, but let's do it. And supposedly he had called and arranged a time for us to go do this. And he's like, I just said, I'm going to be by Saturday morning. And this was like a week past. I'm not contacting this person because I'm, I, I don't, there's, I, why fight? Why? They, yeah, yeah. Just, this is it. The less contact, the better. This yeah. is it months into the breakup. This is the, I have to go get my pants out of the closet move, like, I don't know, 72 hours after the break. It's not, it's not months in, maybe a week after they've decided to get divorced. Like, okay. so it's, it's fairly fresh. And we show up to the place and knock on the door, and she opens the door, dis- like disheveled, like "What the fuck are you doing here?" Sees him, kind of like has a weird look, and she's like, "Why are you here? What are you doing?" And he's like, "I'm here to pick up my stuff. I told you." And she's like, "You never called. You never told me." And she's really mad. And then all of a sudden, I'm feeling super awkward, just standing silently behind Damien. And she's like, "Well, I guess fine, but just you can only be in here. You can only be in the living room." So we're like, "All right." And we start like moving the furniture or whatever we have to move to get out. And as we're doing it, as we're making one trip in, a guy who's very clearly trying to slip out while we're making the trip out just walks right by us as we go in and I just remember thinking this has got to be a shitty day for Damien. Uh, what <laughs> was that moment? What, no, walk I, me through that moment, Damien. If we're being quite honest, like I felt like I, the whole situation, I felt like I should be mad, but I really wasn't. If anything, I was just I was happy to be out. And yeah. like I'm ho- great. She's fucking other people. Great. This that means that she's less likely to be in my life a month later. Right. <laughs> like this is an awkward situation. I'm pissed because you're like because essentially I have to deal with somebody being mad at me again. It's like no, I ended the contract. You don't get to be mad at me, and I don't have to listen to your bullshit anymore. Yeah. Okay. But really, the dude, because I mean. You think I wasn't trying to crush P? Like, <laughs> <laughs> but you want to know who it was horribly awkward for? This guy who had to spend the next ninety minutes silently and weirdly moving furniture and belongings that were unpacked. By the way, by the way, what is this guy? What? Where did this guy have to be? Where this? Where this chick was like? Listen, my ex-husband just showed up. He's agreed to not leave the living room. Just stay in here for like uh, like ninety we, minutes. We had to eventually go into the bedroom to move stuff from there too. And there's there's no, no way- windows. No, he can slip like, out yeah. of. I've slipped out of windows. Yeah, right. I guess maybe this was like a defensive move. I see. I'd argue. Hey, this is awkward. I don't like. What if he gets? Like, what if this is the jealous type of guy? Yeah, yeah. You know, what if this guy's irrational, angry, whatever? Because my move would just be to hide in the bedroom until yeah. shit blew over. Yeah, you know, I'd get dressed and just kind of be on my phone. No need to like. Confront this guy. He felt he did feel the need to kind of squeeze past us. I was yes. like, 
All right, you know, fair enough. I guess it's like, it's like a raccoon. Like a raccoon will like do anything to, you know, it'll squeeze through any tight space, no matter the danger, to escape that situation. Uh, you know, the th- here's the thing that I'd be most worried about in his position. like, I don't know, Damien. Yes. I don't know this chick even. Uh, do you know how many murder-suicides happen yeah. over this very thing? Well, yeah. I, I don't know if this ex-husband is unhinged or has a firearm. So that's why I would choose Window, and I did one time, because in this very same scenario, I was brought home, not told the situation. I did not have to walk past him. I was just under the uh, the understanding she lived by, in this place by herself. We had loud sex, and then uh, it, like during the loud sex, there was a pounding on the bedroom door. Baby's daddy, who lives there, oh. screaming, we had an agreement that you wouldn't do this kind of thing. Oh, and so, shit. So I'm in there like, oh, fuck. I'm the, and, like, and by the way, She's not explaining anything to me. I'm hearing this via yelling through the wall. Yeah. I am the father of your child. You should treat me with a little bit of respect oh, of living God. here because you needed help with the rent. And at that point, I'm pulling up the window. <laughs> <laughs> I have one leg in my pants. I'm like, see you later, Marie, or whatever. <laughs> I wish you both the best of luck. And I just sprinted to my car. Again, I don't know how big he is. I don't know how small. Yeah. And I don't know if he has a firearm. So you didn't finish. That's what I'm yeah. hearing. Like, like, cause I was like, I was, I was hoping at some point he would, I would, he would be like, okay, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta really gotta pound this through. <laughs> we got, we're I, on a deadline now. I had one where I, had, yeah, I should have interrupted the argument. Hey, hey, buddy, I hate to, I hate to interrupt here, but I gotta be at work and find like an hour, and I'd really like to finish things up here. <laughs> I had one where when I moved back down to San Diego from the Bay Area. There was a girl that I met because I would go up to the Bay still frequently to go visit friends. And there was a girl I met and was kind of pseudo-dating out there in the Bay, just kind of casually. And I went to go visit her at one point, and uh, and we had sex. And it was, like, fairly loud. And I knew she had a roommate. She mentioned I had a roommate, but she didn't mention that it was a dude. And w- and it wasn't an ex-boyfriend situation, but it was the one where the guy has been pining for her for eight and a half years oh, and God. desperately so wants her. Yeah. And they had just moved in together. Oh, so he's like, it's really happening? Yes, yes. So, like, he they had been best friends like from high school he <laughs> followed her to college this like, is the worst friend zone I've ever oh. heard and then and this guy's then, an incel does this guy wear a fedora now and, and like, then stayed after college in the same place she did got an apartment with her and like the whole nine yards and I had no idea about this whole back history we have sex he said and then, no to a full ride scholarship yeah, to Harvard right okay so now picture this we're in a two bedroom apartment in San Francisco you can imagine how big that is I come out now we've just had sex I come out and I'm sitting on the couch their living room is like eight feet by ten Why? Sitting on the couch, leave. It was a one night stand. No, it's just somebody I saw when I went there. I was staying there. I was staying the night. Oh, I misunderstood. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, like, I was, I went out and I'm sitting on the couch, and he, and like the door opens and he comes out. And my first thought Uh, is, this is the guy that's banging the roommate, right? Like, like she just mentioned I have a roommate. And then, (laughs) hey, buddy, Knuckles. Yeah. So he came out for some Gatorade, pretty exhausted after (laughs) the night. He comes down. He comes. Some eggs. He he comes out and he looks at me and I give him the what's up head nod that you give to a dude who you imagine just had sex when you just had sex. Yeah, yeah, yeah love what's that. Up, what's love up? that. I gave him that and he gave me the devil eyes of like get the fuck off my couch. Like, get the hell out Were of here. Were you naked? Were you, like, yeah, naked no. on his couch? He was bare-ass on that guy's fucking threads. Sorry, bro, air dry. <laughs> but, uh... That's yeah. my robe! <laughs> yeah, things got moist in there, if you know what I mean. I used a picture of your grandma to clean up. That's okay. <laughs> is, this, is this your coffee mug? It's got your picture on it. Uh, yeah, so he gave me the, de- the, uh, the devil eyes, goes in the kitchen, starts, like, loudly making noise and stuff and then comes out like hey hey uh my name's bobby by the way and he's like oh and then he keeps uh keeps doing his thing and i'm like 
oh, hey, uh, uh, and still, still going off the idea that he is the <laughs> the girlfriend of there. I was like, uh, uh, so uh, what's your name? What's going on? Uh, you mind making me some of that coffee too? I'm <laughs> really exhausted here. And he just starts talking up like yeah, something in his throat. Yeah, it was great. So eventually uh, deciphered who he Why was. Why is the Drano out? <laughs> and, uh, and his power move was to come sit on the couch, not next to me, obviously, on the uh, as far away as you could possibly get while still being on the couch, change the channel to something else and quietly sit next to me for a few hours. And then I still didn't know what was going on until later as we went to bed. I was like, so what's up with your roommate's boyfriend? She's like, no, no, that's my roommate. And I was like, oh. Oh, weird. Does he have a thing for you? She's like, no, no, no. But we've been best friends for nine years. I was like, oh, so you don't understand how men work. Okay. Uh, All right, fair, fair enough. Okay. Uh, I, I get this whole situation see, now. Meanwhile, Bobby's quietly plotting his vigilante justice for his <laughs> lack of manners. <laughs> Nobody treats Robert Timothy with disrespect when he's a guest. Now I'm going to bang her in the ass. <laughs> now we're using your room. <laughs> Clear out, Poxy. <laughs> oh, okay. Anything for you, Amber? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? I, I did feel really bad, though, because later I was like, I remember how that felt to pine for a girl. Like, And I, I would be, it would be horrible to then sit there and listen to her. And like, according to her, that was... And I believe her. Like, that was the first person she had brought back. That was the first hookup. So, like, I gave him that traumatic experience. That was not something he was waiting for. When she, when her, when she goes missing and yeah. her body can't be found, this guy needs to be the first suspect. Oh, oh. absolutely. He's the first and last suspect. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, circling it all back to when my friend visited me at the club. Damien, you can vouch for me that I was doing this. When, when the staff came around, I was like, hey, Damien. Make sure she's taken care of because she's me and Aaron's friend. Like I said it loud I, enough so all the waitresses could hear. Yes, she's a very good friend of my wife's. Just slamming her wedding she ring on the table. She's supposed to be here. Aaron knows she's here. Her husband knows she's here. There is no funny business. And I had to like say loudly, sure, Ryan, wink, wink. I gotcha, wink. P.S. <laughs> here are the condoms. I mean, here are the condoms yeah. you asked for. Yeah, so anyways, all's well that ends well. All right, let's call it a week. Damien, thank you so much for being here, buddy. Been a pleasure. Thank you. Robert, you're a bitter disappointment as usual. Woo-hoo! <laughs> I'm Ryan for Damien and Robert saying, see you next week, cruising with the twos. I <laughs> am a wit that cannot be contained yeah. by one vagina. Motherfucking time is passing